welcome to the Common Good Podcast, the podcast that showcases the very best of Glasgow Caledonian University and explores how the institution, its staff and its research benefits people and communities both at home and overseas. My name is Craig Telfer and today I am joined by Dr Jane Mackay, an academic development tutor in the Learning Development Centre, to talk about the concept of perfectionism and how it can be used to improve the student learning experience. Jane, it is brilliant to see you today. Thank you very much for coming on to the show. Thank you very much for having me, Craig. It's, um, it's a delight to be here. Excellent. I wish everyone was as kind as that when they come <laughs> on to this podcast. But no, it's great and it's great to be doing it face to face with you as well. But as we mentioned at the top of the show, this show is about perfectionism. And Jane, let's kick off by asking, what do we mean by the term perfectionism? Perfectionism is this tendency to set really high expectations for yourself, sometimes unrealistic or to, to, to be striving for perfect standards. And that is accompanied by self-criticism, self-doubt. There's a sort of pervasive sense that efforts aren't good enough for the perfectionists, so they tend to beat themselves up quite a bit. So what does current literature and current research tell us about perfectionism? Well, Craig, <laughs> um, this is a massive, massive area. So you're going to yeah. find perfectionism stuff yet, sure is. You're going to find it in the personality literature, education, clinical literature, sport and exercise psychology. So it's everywhere. So I'm not on top of that, right? <laughs> <laughs> but what I can tell you is something that's quite interesting that I've been reading about recently is that perfectionism is on the rise. Okay. So there was a big study done in 2017, a meta-analysis, and it reported that perfectionism had increased linearly over recent decades. And I think the statistics were between 1989 and 2017, a 32% increase. Wow. And that was based on student populations. Mm -hmm. I think they were American, UK and Canadian students. And what was quite interesting as well was that this was especially the case for a particular form of perfectionism, which is known as socially prescribed perfectionism. Now that's where rather than the individual feels the pressure from within to achieve these really high standards, that pressure is perceived to come from an external source. Okay. So family members, yeah. etc. Why has that been on the rise then? Well, that's a really interesting question, and subsequent subsequent research has, has kind of looked into well, what, what's going on here. Why is this? And one of the reasons, which probably isn't surprising, is social media. Mm -hmm, so right. obviously, young people being constantly exposed to these carefully manipulated images, creating you know disillusion that perfection is is possible. And then the other big thing that's coming out is parenting. Mm -hmm. So a change in parenting that's happened over decades, which is thought to be a result of an increasingly competitive society. So what's happening is parents are inadvertently placing more pressure on young people. And so this is re resulting in this sort of growing epidemic, as some people, some authors have defined it. When I think of the term perfectionism, Jane, I often think about it in the pejorative sense and possibly high standards, the sense that nothing might be good enough, a difficulty working with others. Am I right to think like this? What are some of the more negative aspects of perfectionism? Yeah, I think, I think that's a good point to raise, Craig, but I also think it's important. So what you're talking about there is the negative form mm -hmm. of perfectionism, but I think it's also important to think about the positive okay. form of perfectionism. So if you like, we can think about perfectionism as being on a continuum. Okay. So we've got this kind of positive, 
healthy form of perfectionism at one end of the continuum and that's where the individual will set themselves these really high goals but you know see if they don't meet them it's not that big a deal that perfectionist is able to say do you know what today's maybe not my day I'll try harder next time at the other end of the this the continuum that's kind of where you were coming from there we get this darker more maladaptive form of perfectionism and that's where the individual is still under this chronic pressure to achieve these goals but what differentiates the positive and negative perfectionism is that when this individual perceives that they ha- they're not meeting their expectations it almost opens up the floodgates right, right. so opens up the floodgates to self-criticism to to and that can then impa- impact on self-esteem of course so I like to think of it as self-abuse of the highest order and not surprisingly it's it's associated with a range of mental health problems. Mm-hmm. We've looked at the negative aspects of perfectionism but we've also looked at the positive aspects as well but is it possible to change the levels of perfectionism within a person? Eh, it's a good question and I, I guess this is where we get into the debate as to whether perfectionism is a personality trait okay. or if it's more of a characteristic. Um, personality traits don't usually change over time. If you're an extrovert as a young person, for example, you're likely to be an extrovert throughout your life. So personality traits are fixed. But actually, perfectionism is probably not that fixed. It's probably more of a characteristic. Okay, okay. And that's because it's it's something that, that we tend to develop as young people in response to our environment. So it could be, for example, strict parenting. Mm-hmm. It could be an experience of, of a demanding school teacher that's, that's you know, maybe place a lot of demands on the individual and that's been enough to trigger perfectionism. So because it's more of a sort of characteristic adaptation, if you like, it's more malleable so we can help move perfectionists along that continuum a bit. It's maybe not easy, but there are ways of doing it where, you know, to get them to maybe recognise the incredible strengths that, that come with perfectionism whilst equipping them with strategies to deal with the more negative aspects. Now, you've been working at GCU for 14 years and as we mentioned at the start of the show, you're an academic development tutor in the Learning Development Centre, so you'll be working with students on a daily basis. How do you see perfectionism manifesting itself within the students that you encounter? Yeah, absolutely, Craig. I do, I do see it quite a lot, particularly when I'm working with students on a one-to-one basis. And I suppose it's not surprising because higher education is a context that can foster perfectionism because it's it's an evaluative context so students are are constantly being graded and assessed so I see it (laughs) across different disciplines and it can vary across you see some disciplines it's you know you see it it's it's maybe more prevalent than others and and what you see how it manifests is you'll see this positive form so you'll get students who are incredibly driven the motivation comes from within they're very confident in their abilities and they'll seek out feedback. So they tend to be successful. But then, unfortunately, you also see that the ones who are, who are really crippled, who are really putting themselves down, we've got a bit of imposter syndrome going mm-hmm. on quite often where the student maybe feels they don't deserve to be here. And that might be something that's more associated with our first-generation students and, and that sort of crippling fear of failure. And, and that, ironically, can disturb academic performance. Mm-hmm. So... Interestingly as, as well, what you quite often see in these students is avoidance behaviours, so you'll get a lot of procrastination. Okay. 
and I don't know about you, Craig, but I do procrastinate quite quite yes, a lot. I, th- yes. <laughs> I think we all do. <laughs> but for the perfectionist, there's a, a very distinct reason for it, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's due to that fear of failure right. and trying okay. to avoid it. And another thing that you'll see is is maybe the students are maybe don't want to access their feedback because okay. it's too threatening for okay. them. When you encounter students like that, then how do you how do you help them? How do you support them? Well, on the face of it, I suppose a lot of what we do is is helping with writing skills mm. and helping with thinking skills. But actually, an awful lot of what underpins that is the kind of mindset stuff. Yeah. So helping students to really, really develop their confidence. Um, and I think what can be really helpful with the, the perfectionist student is really to just talk to them about perfectionism. And, you know, not always use the word perfectionism, mm-hmm. but really just to help to raise their awareness. And sometimes that in itself um, can be really beneficial. Now, you've got quite an interesting background, Jane, because you were a runner for a number of years <laughs> and you even competed at a national level. And I imagine that training and that drive, that had its own degree of perfectionism. Could you talk a wee bit about your experience as a runner and then how also did that inform your subsequent academic career? Okay, Craig, well, gosh, that was <laughs> over 20 years ago <laughs> now, so I'm feeling a bit old. But yeah, I was training as a 400 and 800 metres um, track athlete. I did do some international competition. I represented Scotland, so I, you're right, I was taking it quite seriously and I was also doing my PhD at the same time and training to become a sports psychologist. And yeah, I have to confess that perfectionism doesn't get me so much now, but it absolutely <laughs> got me in my athletics career. Tell Um, me about how did it get you in perfectionism? So we talk a lot in sports psychology about outcome focus and I think for me, and and that's not a good thing, outcome and outcome focus, what it means is you're constantly thinking about the time you're going to run or the the position that you're going to run rather than actually concentrating on the process, so your technique, etc. And if you concentrate on that, then the kind of outcomes take care of themselves. But for me, there was a lot of anxiety associated with I was I was obsessed with running a particular mm-hmm. time. It wasn't so much the position, but I wanted this time. And if I didn't get it, I would be really, really hard on myself. It sounds like a difficult thing to try and square, though, because fundamentally you are in a competition to finish first. How then do you sort of square that then where it's like, I want to do as best as I can and finish as far ahead in the competition as possible, but also work on that process and teach yourself it's all about improvement if you don't necessarily finish first if you are improving your time then that's that's a better thing that that seems like quite a difficult uh, sort of mindset for me to try and get my head around yeah it is difficult and i think it's it's just about everything you know it's it's practice and you know using mental skills training and and just practicing and and believing in in yourself but as i said for the perfectionist (laughs) that's not always easy (laughs) So, so how did your running then inform your academic career so I suppose then that, you know, having experienced some perfectionism myself as an athlete, that then developed my interest mm-hmm. in perfectionism. And what I was looking at in my PhD then was the influence of perfectionism and other individual differences on the stress process. So I suppose it it, it kind of nurtured that interest, if you like. And not surprisingly there, perfectionism emerged as being an important factor on impacting on the stress that athletes experience um, and you know yourself 
uh, Craig being a fellow sports person, there's, I, no, I, there's nowhere I, to hide, is there? Listen, I don't know about sports person. <laughs> I enjoy watching football, but that's about as far as it goes. Although I played five-a-side football last night, i got to say I was very content with my, my performance. But well, listen, we're not here to talk about me <laughs> running around like a jobber on Glasgow Green. <laughs> You're about to start work on the Happy Project, and that's harnessing perfection positively. Talk to me about that. Yeah, okay, so harnessing perfectionism positively. We've maybe got a bit of a dodgy accent <laughs> <I'm> in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's quite an ambitious project for we're looking to do three key things so first of all we want to know what's going on at GCU in terms of perfectionism what are the levels what groups of students are affected or disciplines and professions and then we want to go into the classrooms and find out you know what is what's going on is is there anything that we might be doing as teachers that that might positively and inadvertently negatively mm-hmm. impact on the development of perfectionism and based on that we can then produce some recommendations for teaching staff and then importantly we want to find out well, how is this impacting on mental health and well-being and, and that will then help us to, to develop some bespoke support in that area and hence the name of the project happy that sounds like an absolutely fantastic project who else will be working with you on the project from the university well, it's a partnership project, Craig, so um, student-staff partnership project, and we have two very gifted doctoral students working with us, Dora Rigoxi, who is deputy lead, and Laura Blackburn. Then we have Kim Williams and myself from the School of Health and Life Sciences, LDC, or Learning Development Centre, and of course the legendary Shiv Shanmugan who is senior lecturer in physiotherapy so a team of five of us. So what are you going to be doing with this project? Well I'm lead on the project so I'll be overseeing what's happening but I'm a qualitative researcher so I'm really really interested in you know how does how does perfectionism impact people's lives what's what's the lived experience of that so I'll be getting into the meaty stuff there, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) And you've been awarded £5,000 by the university for the project. How's that money going to be spent? Well, I'd like to say that we'll be spending it all on going to a conference, preferably in a nice sunny warm place. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I think realistically a lot of the money will be going on support with data analysis. There'll be a lot of analyses. We want to co-create with students some video resources. So we'll, we'll need funding for that, obviously. And I'm... I'm sure we can squeeze a conference in at some point. (laughs) What's the best outcome for this project? I think once we know what the baseline measurement of perfectionism is here, I think really just raising awareness across the campus itself, um, across teaching staff, is, is a really important thing. If we're able to make learning environments as perfectionism friendly as possible, that's a great outcome as well. And, you know, the recommendations that we might come up with could be simple things. Mm-hmm. So, for example, it could be, you know, how how are we setting expectations for our students? How can we avoid maybe inadvertently um, putting too much pressure on them? I, I know myself, sometimes when I'm working with students um, and I'm impressed with, with something that they've done, sometimes I say, oh, perfect, that's great. And I use that word perfect and I need to catch myself because, you know, even doing that, maybe mm-hmm. what we're doing is, is kind of setting that expectation right, that we okay. should be, you know, striving mm-hmm. towards perfectionism. So it might it might be simple things like that. As you mentioned earlier in the show, Jane, you've been at the university for 14 years. Tell us about your time working at Glasgow <laughs> Caledonia University. How has it been for you? Yeah, well, I've been here for a while. So um, as I mentioned before, I help students develop writing and thinking skills and obviously the mindset that underpins that. And 
in the time that I've been here, learning development has really, really developed across the sector. It's now being recognised as an academic discipline in its own right, which is something that's that I've really, you know, enjoyed being part of and watching. And also in our learning development centre, you know, we've really developed there as well. We've got great relationships with the students. Um, we've we've won the Herald Higher Education Awards a few times Brilliant. as well, so that's been great. So I find it a really really rewarding job. I love those light bulb moments. <laughs> I love nurturing confidence, and I have to say work with an absolutely brilliant Mm -hmm. team i'm really really lucky we have a shared passion for working with the students we're absolutely bonkers (laughs) we don't take ourselves too seriously and i think the students appreciate that so it's been a kind of strange meandering career for me so far at gcu but very (laughs) rewarding (laughs) i know the happy project is going to be taking up quite a lot of your time but is there anything else on the horizon at the moment there's absolutely no space, <laughs> Craig. I'm super busy with everything, but no. As I mentioned before, I'm I'm a qualitative researcher and passionate about that. And you know, obviously, my main job takes up an awful lot of time working with students. But we'll see what what comes from this project. It's something that that I am passionate about, and particularly, as I said, investigating more about the lived experience of perfectionism. Jane, that was excellent. Great to talk to you today, and thank you so much for coming on to the show. It's been an absolute pleasure, Craig. Thank you very much. Excellent. And I'd also like to thank everyone for listening to today's episode, and I would like to invite you along to the next time when we'll be chatting with another member of the GCU community about the great work that goes on at the university. In the meantime, please subscribe to this podcast. It takes one second with just the click of your finger, and you'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much everywhere else. So, until the next time, I've been Craig Telfer and this has been the Common Good Podcast. Mm